Hey, so uh, this is episode two of Reactor. Hey, episode two, we made it. <laughs> How you doing? It's been a couple of weeks since we spoke. It's pretty good. Still, uh, still editing number one. Uh, okay, but uh, or I shouldn't say still editing. I'm still building the site, but it's uh, it's it's making progress. It's on its way. Okay. So uh, I guess the one non-technical thing that uh, is on my mind a bit is uh, both of us had a goal of health for the year. Hmm. And uh, I was pretty good about keeping up my my goal of running two out of three days up till Chinese New Year. Oh, nice! And then uh, it's just been uh, nothing but coronavirus on the news. So uh, <laughs> right. now it's like I'm not sure if I need to wear a face mask if I go out jogging. Bit scared about going out. I'm not <laughs> terribly scared because I mean this is kind of my kind of my second time through this because. Right after I finished college, I was in Taiwan when SARS was a thing, and people were, you know, panicking. There was all kinds of not everyone panicking, but there were a lot of uh, a lot of sensational rumors and news and stuff like that. And it's it's kind of the same thing again. So, well, I listened to to No Agenda, and they really downplay it. They're, in fact, every time there's been an outbreak like this, so no, I don't know for anyone who's who's not familiar with No Agenda, it's a podcast and with Adam Curry and John Dvorak. And they um, essentially uh, sort of look at the media and and debunk it. And okay. um, every, you know when when SARS came out and and the one before that as well, they they're always just like, look, this is this is just sort of media sens- uh, sensationalism. It's actually a lot less serious than than people are making out. Um, yeah, so that- I mean, it's especially like if you're really old or have some other conditions. I, I, right, it's yeah. dangerous, but it's not sure. like. Uh, end of the world kind of dangerous so well it's, uh. it's supposed to be it's it's like less less um i mean it, it doesn't really kill you itself it it can potentially get you because it uh, sort of keeps on attacking your immune system right i, th- I think this i mean I, at least from what i understand this this is like a really bad flu it's actually not right. as not as uh deadly as sars was but it spreads more mm-hmm. easily so it's kind of like between sars and a flu I, I think a lot of people probably already got it and thought they had a cold or something. And it's really just, you know, the bad cases people hear about. Mm-hmm. But who knows? Because, uh, you know, as usual, it's kind of hard to tell with uh, um, what's being reported in China and what's not and, uh, and that kind of thing. But I, I think I'm not going to freak out until uh, there's somewhere else, like maybe, you know, Singapore or Japan or something where it's like really spreading because uh, last time, you know, it was really mostly just China where it, it was it was a problem. So hey, are you sharing keys and stuff on your screen right there, or is that uh, is that debugging backwards and forwards the CR? Oh, the CR- CS- CS- CSRF, CSRF token. Too. Well, that's just one I've got in dev for uh, the it. site that isn't launched yet, so we're okay there. So that site is the uh, the home for the reactor podcast that's going to exist one day exactly. that you're building. Exactly. It's it's a little well, it's it's a bit slow because I'm turning it all into screencasts for Alchemist nice. Camp and then okay. uh, what makes it even slower is I'm using this new thing called Phoenix Live View. And oh. the library is exciting. Lots of people want tutorials for it, but it's also not yet to 1.0, so they keep changing oh, stuff. Oh, so you so that's a part of the Phoenix frame well, it's an add-on to Phoenix, right? Is it? Or yeah, is it- yeah. I, I don't know. If, have you heard of uh, Laravel Livewire? 
I have. So that was inspired by this thing, by, by Phoenix Live View. It's not quite as good of a fit for Laravel because uh, this like really leans on what Elixir is good at. But basically, uh, the, the idea is you can write everything in Elixir and what would have been Ajax requests just turn into uh, WebSocket communication. And so you'll get front-end functionality with, uh, without uh, writing a normal front-end. Nice. Um, so I, I guess last time we were talking through... We did a fair amount of it talking through the Nugget and mental models things. Yeah. And we were also talking about the plan, um, your marketing plan. Yep. Um, I, I'd love to just hear what, your, like, what you've done for the, for the marketing plan. Have you put anything together, any docs or any... Not docs, um, like a plan. Oh, great. Let's, let's have well, a look at that. Well, sort of. Was, um, I, uh, actually, I just got on the site. It's called Whimsical. Let's you oh, make nice. a, like a mind map. And I, I like the mental models, too. I think maybe we should... We should do those we should regularly. Do, yeah, maybe, maybe like one or something. Yeah. Um, okay. So actually, let me zoom back out. This is pretty new to me. So what this is is just kind of like a an overview of everything I'm working on, or all the things I'm thinking about working on for Alchemist Camps marketing. Yeah. So I, I broke it into fundamentals, which includes uh, SEO, YouTube, email and now recently podcasts, and then community sites like Reddit or Hacker News, that kind of forums, that kind of thing. And then experiments, which could be anything on-site or off-site I'm trying out. I read the the Traction book by Gabriel Weinberg, and uh, that's inspired a little bit of it, but I'm not you know, doing like a traction channel by traction channel test because well, partially because a lot of them are, are expensive or unfeasible for me at this time. Got it. This is the basic layout and it's space and then I can drag stuff. Yeah, there we go. So yeah, I can just, you know, walk through the stuff I wrote down, I guess. Yeah. The core, I mean, it is marketing, but it's also the core product for Alchemist Camp. It's it's a screencasting site that teaches people elixirs. So uh, that means I've got to be recording videos. Some of them are free. Some of them are paid. The free ones are, are basically a marketing channel, as well as something that even paying members like to get. Then SEO is probably where I get most of my traffic. I think even more than YouTube is just people coming in off of Google search. And then email has, is something I've only done sporadically, but it's been crucial for speeding up sales. Uh, there's just like this um, just step function in, in MRR where it just kind of changed angles once I started doing email marketing. So just to talk us a little bit more through that. So what, what does that look like? The email marketing? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I modeled this off of what I learned in 30 by 500. So it's a four email sequence and the like the beginning part of it isn't focusing on making a sale at all. It's basically just identifying a pain that someone learning Elixir might have or who someone who might want to learn Elixir would have. And then imagining like the, the counter of that pain, like the perfect world where that pain never existed. It's a place where uh, scaling servers is effortless and there's there's no trade-off between making something scalable and having it be quick to develop it and 
you don't need things like Sidekick. Just uh, you know, write things quickly, and and then it's still easy to scale them. Something like that. And then mm-hmm. um, bigger picture: how to think about your career, your learning in general, and then finally, you know, some sales pitches after that. So wait, so that's that's ends up being four drip emails. So you create uh, email number one, two, three, four. So someone comes to Alchemist Camp, you have some kind of way of getting their email address in the first place. How do you do that part? That's pretty easy. Uh, on Alchemist Camp, there's this huge create a free account button. Nice. So, uh, I, I'm basically trying to funnel people towards using the free stuff. Like I'm, I'm not trying to sell anything early on. Because um, once they start binging enough free content, a good percentage will go to paid. So uh, these links here, these tags, like say someone wants to learn about sockets. If they click on that, uh, they'll have a list of all the episodes related to sockets. However, uh, up until just a couple months ago, people had to be logged in to even do that. So like they could get a link externally for some tagged category, uh, kind of like with Quora, you know, you can you can go directly to that URL, but then if you click any link on it to anything else on Quora, uh, you have to log in. Yeah, I did that kind of thing. Um, then, like more recently, I've opened this up so anyone can click on it. But uh, in the request system, if anyone wants to request new features or new content, they have to have an account in order to uh, in order to make the request or in order to even click through to the details on a specific request. So uh, it's those two things, and mostly, you know, people want. So you're saying that's that's how people um, are giving you their email address because they sign up to submit a feature request. Uh, a lot of people do. Uh, it's a little bit gamified, but and then and then you start a drip sequence based on that. Not not yet. There's also another, so the most sophisticated thing I have is on all the articles and all the episodes, all the content that gets shared directly, the bottom there's this request a free email course. And I think I may have gone over that a little bit last time. Like I have Got a it. few okay. questions for them and then um, okay. it's not automated though yet. So, so the sales emails I sent before, uh, I, I've done that twice. Once was in the summer and then once was Black Friday. And none of that was automated. I just sent out one email, and then a couple of days later, I sent out another one, and then you know did it manually. Then for Black Friday, I moved everything over to ConvertKit and started making the automations, but I didn't understand how to use ConvertKit properly, and ended up sending them manually anyway. Okay, so so the the understanding of the four email sequence comes from the 35, 30 by five hundred course. Um, you don't have it in a fully automated drip sequence where someone signs up and then you send them that out over a, you know, every three days or something like that. You're still, you're still sort of sending them out manually at specific times in the year right now. So I'm, I'm working on uh, making like an evergreen lifecycle email, like you were talking about. Right. Where it is right now is I, so I, I've got the sequence of Black Friday emails saved. But one of those was uh, time dependent because I was writing about something I had just done. And 
The others are all reusable. And then with this uh, free email course, that is also manual because I'm getting people's feedback and, you know, just kind of doing a little bit higher touch. But once uh, once it's uh, clear to me, like what variants of it I want based on people's like level of, of uh, Elixir background, like what language, what other programming, programming language are coming from maybe, then I'll automate it. How, how long do you think that that's going to take? Like, like, do you think it's going to be months? Do you think it's going to be weeks before you can automate it? Um, it could be months. I, I think, I think the time for me to do it isn't that much, but the time to get enough people to go through it and get feedback from them is, is quite a bit longer. Interesting. So, the, so this is the, yeah. The thing I want to set up is, is I want to make it so that people go through this free email course and then if they're responding quickly, they can continue through the course quickly. And then when they finish it, then that goes into the four email pitch sequence. Mm-hmm. And and but the free email course doesn't exist yet. Not it's, automated. No, no, it's no. Just, automated. It's just me sending like, here's your next challenge. Yeah, it's that's interesting to me. I mean, I I can't imagine doing doing it the way that you're doing, because it, to me, it's always been such a powerful. You said it was a step function. It's it's always been you know super powerful. You know, in in Plugio and in Nugget. And in other things that I've worked on, like I've always put upfront effort and time into creating a sequence, at least that way. And the reason why is um, is because I've always I wanted an automated way to sort of stay front of mind, you know, keep mm-hmm. keep market share in their brain, you know, and to just sort of keep reaching out to people. That would seem like a lot of a lot of work. So do you so you track every new person who comes through, and then you sort of reach out to them individually. Is that how you do it? Uh, well, if they sign up through uh, through making an account, which most people do actually, it's it's kind of interesting. Like the uh, the new signups I get are over like uh, I think over ninety five percent just going to create an account, or because they click on a link that requires they're logged in, and then they make an account and log in. Only about five percent are from looking for a free email course. And this used to be like just an email signup form. And at that time it was even a little bit lower than, than clicking for the free email course. Well, so, so that's what, that's what I did with Plugio as well. Basically you get to the, you get to the front, the front page of Plugio, which doesn't exist anymore, but it used to be a social media dashboard. I sold it and they ran it into the ground and it doesn't exist. But when it did exist, um, you got to the, you got to the homepage and like in the middle of the homepage, it just was create free account right now. And it was like a one click. And then it signed them in through Twitter and then they were in there. And then I basically sent them um, an email and just said, you know, I've got some things to tell you about Twitter. Click this link and then you'll be subscribed. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I think that is a really good way to get those initial email addresses. And you can at least send them one email that way and then get them to opt in to stuff in the future. Well, I have the opt in during the sign up, actually. Oh, perfect. Let's see, let's see that flow. Uh, let me, I guess I'll, you know, I'll just log out and then go through sign up. There's an agree to terms and conditions in it that includes that I can email them. Okay. And perfect. then yeah. if someone opts out of anything in ConvertKit, then they're out of all the, you know, all the promotional stuff, all the newsletter, all those kinds of emails, but they can still get, uh, um, the transactional stuff. Yeah. Like transactional password resets, password reset, or yeah, that kind of thing. 
I like that. I think that's a really good model, and I think that I will I will do that um, for my next product. Uh, what you just described, um, but I know that, that I, I think there are probably some people who aren't so keen on it. But for me, as a as a product owner who's like developed products, I I definitely want that kind of flow. Yeah, so so now that, now that I'm not logged in, I'm on the requests, and if I yeah. if I'm interested in this Docker plus Kate's deployment of an Umbrella app, and I click on it, it says you must be logged in to access the page. Mm-hmm. So that takes me to log in, and then if I don't have yeah. an account, I sign up. So that's that's the main thing that Wait, pushes people. Do you have the flow connected? Like so, when they sign up, it brings them back to that same. It sort of it it remembers the the wall, and then brings them back to it. If they log in, yes. If they create a new account, no. I haven't, oh, okay. I haven't hooked yeah. it up that far, but yeah, that's yeah, it's it's, but it's a long any yeah. So so anyway, like most people who sign up or most people who give me an email don't actually request the email course, so I don't know like you know what programming language they're coming from or what level of Elixir they've learned. So well, yeah, I'm not sending out too many of those those free email courses. Well, couldn't you slash shouldn't you? For the people who sign up that way, sort of get them on some kind of drip sequence or, or get them to connect with you in some way so that you can get them on a drip sequence and so that you can keep front of mind and gradually move them towards you know, paying. Yeah, I think the biggest problem is even people that pay sometimes just forget to come back and trail off. So, um, Can you show me the homepage again? I was wondering if um, if if you should because essentially people who who are learning um, Elixir and Phoenix aren't they essentially creating new um, employment opportunity for themselves? It's a mix. Um, that there's some people who are doing that to get a job using Elixir. There are a lot of other people that are just doing it to level up, or because a, a pretty common one actually is like they're already using Rails at their office. Uh, and they're they're worried about some kind of scaling issue or something related to concurrency, and they're like, maybe we need to explore this technology. So, do you have like have any kind of because st- what I'm thinking about is like um, the landing page copy. It it doesn't say something like um, you know you're going to make your career better. You know you're going to you know going to potentially earn more money. You're going to potentially save more time in your day job. It doesn't say stuff like that. It's essentially just sort of saying you know this is this is learn Elixir. Do you um do you think that that would have any impact with those kind of landing pages or messages or I don't know. Do you, uh, are you so already I, getting a very high like you know anyone who hits it signs up? It's a very high ratio because they've already found it. It's relatively high. Uh, so so it's hard to tell because I, I don't. You know, I don't have perfect analytics before they've signed up, but I, I think a lot of people watch a fair amount of content before they sign up. Mm-hmm. So, oh, okay, and that's that, so that's through YouTube kind of thing, through YouTube or through the site, or through the search. A, yeah, yeah. A lot of a lot of my YouTube traffic is is from people on the site watching YouTube videos. It's so. good because it's like it's like a really low friction way. You're not trying to push anything on them. And you're building real trust as they get to know you and, and get value from you. And then at some point they're like, yeah, I, I trust this guy. I trust this site. I'm just going to kind of sign up. Yeah. I mean, part of that's because it's it's a subscription. So if they're not happy long term, it doesn't work for me anyway. Yeah. If it were a one-off sale, then I'm sure like the, the landing page would matter a lot more. 
Although I'm sure it still matters a ton. So do you have like, I mean, are you interested in, and do you have some kind of plan that you're going to roll out regarding the way that this email thing is going to develop? Or is it more oh, just yeah, like, yeah. like, what, like, how do you want to do the podcast? Like, do we, is this something where we just, you know, in, in, in like a couple of weeks, I just say, oh, by the way, how's the email stuff doing? Or do we like track it and like carefully like log everything and then yeah, every time, you know, what, what way should we do this? <laughs> that's kind of interesting to viewers. Yeah, uh, that's a good question too. So I, I was thinking of just doing a, like a big overview for the marketing plans for Alchemist Camp today. Mm-hmm. And then in the future, focusing more and more on the analytics site, since that's something that's probably interesting to more viewers. Although I don't know. I mean, some people are are probably making uh, membership sites too. Okay, so you're so yeah. So that's the other the other product that you're building, which is the analytics product. Yeah, I I think this one is just because I you know I'm I'm still making the site for uh, for this podcast. So um, I just by necessity I've been spending a lot of time on Alchemist Camp related stuff. Okay, but. I, I can give like the way the way I see everything, and then maybe you can tell me where I'm probably off and and what stuff makes more sense. I mean, I, I like this the way I sort of feel about this uh, podcast and and these meetings is it's just like a this is like our own you know two man mastermind kind of thing. Yeah, we're just but it's I, I, the way I, I the way I hope that this is going to develop this this podcast slash mastermind is that we're going to like talk with each other, um, give each other feedback then there will be other people who might know more than us, hopefully, or know as as much as us or something like that, also watching and basically say things like, no, you guys are completely wrong. You should think, you know, or have you thought about this, you know? Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping it becomes a bigger mastermind group because it's not just you and me talking. It's also other people observing us moving forward and doing well or making mistakes. Um, yeah, yeah, I hope so, so too. Yeah. Okay, so maybe, 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 so maybe the best thing is I'll just be just totally open about where everything is uh, for Alchemist mm-hmm. Camp and then say like what's working, what's not. Uh, I may have to blank out the the video for a minute if I uh, pull up any customer's emails on ConvertKit. Scrubbed out a second because someone's email came up. So you can see I have just over 2,000 email subscribers. Average open rate is 37%. Average click rate is 55 I've only sent 14,000 emails since Black Friday. So that's that's not a ton. Um, I have one big sequence, basically. And... Um, so, so, but that is automated, it looked like. It's five emails, right? Yeah. Uh, this one, yeah, this one is five emails. Although I wrote them, I wrote them each, like, hours in advance of them going out. Uh, okay, so it could. So I got it. So it's, it it wasn't actually automated, but it could be. Got it. Yeah. 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 So you know, this one is just this. I, I don't want to go too deep into it, but it's it yeah. starts off very high level, and then um, you know, talking about your career, as you'd mentioned, mm-hmm. and then some specific this, like deployment is something everyone was having problems with. So this one was popular. Then a little help, and then you know, then like the really you know, salesy stuff. Let's see the stats of each of those emails again. So, so do you, does do you, can you see the stats of the actual emails? Uh, if you go back yeah, to your main reports, list view. Reports. So I guess I started with uh, 1,700 subscribers because this was a couple months ago. 
and the end of the cycle had 1,689 left. The open rate is so, pretty consistent, yeah. and the click rate went up like once the once the offer was out there, and so did unsubscribes. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So this is the workhorse for for sales. I mean, I've I've, I've got a, a fair number of people that have just come in more organically, but I don't push them anywhere on the site to buy other than you know gating some content and. You can see the uh, MRR on my Stripe account is, you know, it's just this noticeable change once I started doing email marketing. This was the first time. Uh, the second time was here. It's a little bit uh, harder to see because Black Friday split over November and December, but it was another huge jump. And so clearly like that, that was worthwhile. And I only, you know, only had a small number of unsubscribes as a result. But you, you're, so I, I, I see, sorry, go ahead. You're doing something very right. If you've got flywheel style monthly recurring revenue from an education site, that is extremely difficult to achieve. So you've got some magic going on here. Yes. I just hear about the people who do it better, like Adam Wathen or, or that kind of thing. But mm -hmm. uh, yeah, maybe, maybe so. Um, there are two things I think. Like one is, yeah, the email. Like I definitely got a big boost there. Maybe there's there's a lot more to be gained from going deeper into it. Another thing I've been thinking about though is the top of the funnel, and that's because it's really not grown that much. This is my YouTube channel. This is, you know, just yeah. the total views, and you know, looking at it over the lifetime, you know, like say now is early 2020 going to like early 2019 it's you know it's a bit bigger but not that much is that per day yeah Those i believe numbers. that's that's by day but yeah. not sure how to change it to to week or month on the no new it's fine YouTube. i'm just i just wanted to wanted to get a, a reference that's fine but going um, yeah so just going to like the last 365 days again it's it's up a little bit but it's up like you know 15 percent or something so I, I'm glad I'm, I'm monetizing the audience better, but I think uh, the top of the funnel is not really growing as much as the, you know, the engagement of the, of the heavy users and the buying. Well, is there, do you have any um, ideas on how to grow that? Like, is there any sort of examples that you can learn from out there yeah. that you know successes? Yeah, there, there are a few. Um, it, that, so it's a, it's always a little tricky though because if if I look at like what works for YouTubers, they generally go really mainstream and they go further and further away from the kind of content people will pay for. Mm. So you know you know like like it's never going to be a, a really viral video to watch somebody typing and explaining something about a programming language. Like it's almost like I mean <laughs> I wonder you know, without like being too, uh, what's the word? Not scary is the, is the best thing I can think of. But I wonder if YouTube is the right platform. Like, is, should it be Twitch? You know, <laughs> should it be, should it be Twitch or should it even just be I've Vimeo and then one. your website? I've tried yeah. Twitch. Uh, Tell us about it. Yeah. So Twitch is interesting because like I, I did Twitch, you know, back at like the beginning of or no, it's mid-2018, and I, I had a, maybe 500 YouTube followers then. 
I got like 50 to 70 Twitch followers really quickly. And there was a lot of engagement. Uh, and then I just didn't get any more than that. And I, and I think in order to do well on Twitch, I'd have to be really disciplined about always streaming at the same time. Mm-hmm. Because especially traditionally, it's just like the, the stream in the moment. And so okay. everything about promoting people is based on like you being live at a certain time. Your page is supposed to say what your streaming schedule is going to be. And with YouTube, I just, you know, make a video whenever I want to and it stays up forever. So Twitch doesn't have any sense of like YouTube, like recorded videos. It doesn't have any growth in that way. Can you, can you put, for example, can you put these same videos on Twitch? Uh, I'm not sure about that. I think it may, it may have changed, but I believe Twitch is just live streaming. You can, you can set your videos to save. You can like archive your, your previous streams. So there, there were a couple videos where I did them on Twitch first and then moved them to YouTube mm-hmm. and they performed really badly on YouTube because, oh, interesting. well, because on YouTube it's, it's, uh, it's all a little bit more polished. Like I, I edit my videos before I put them on YouTube, whereas on Twitch, it's just like me doing it live and figuring it out as I go. Yeah. And if I'm actually there Got live, it, yeah. some people want to watch that and like, you know, comment and say, Hey, don't you like, why don't you grab this library or something? But yeah, yeah. It's so, sort of like, in a way, what we're doing is like, probably should be Twitch because we're, we're literally trying to, you know, working this out as we go along. Maybe. But, um, but yeah, no. Okay. That would be a big mastermind. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, but then no, because we couldn't do that because there are screens that we're putting on there that do have things like passwords and yeah. stuff like that. We definitely need to be able to edit it after the fact. So, and I'm I'm trusting you with my with my stuff, by the way. So, <laughs> well, <laughs> hope you edit that so, out. <laughs> so far, just mine today, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah I, will, I will edit. Um, yeah, so okay. that's a big chunk of the stuff I've been thinking about for marketing. Um, Going on podcasts, I think is great. I've got a, I've got one scheduled soon, which is called Does Not Compute, which is fairly big. Um, like community forums. I've participated a fair amount on our Elixir and a bit on Elixir forum. Elixir forum seems good because it's like huge and super focused, but it's also like it's not some place where I can just promote my stuff. I have to, you know, help people with what they're struggling with. So when, but, but when you, you have, um, in your, on that Alexa forum, mm-hmm. in your signature, you have Mark Alchemist camp, learn about Alexa, click this link, right? Uh, they don't have signatures, but in my profile, your profile, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it does, it does link back. Okay, cool. Yep. And I, and I can share some screencasts, like making the site for this podcast is going to be shared on the forum. Okay. Um, let's see. Andy hackers has been horrible. For this, I'm, I'm hoping mm-hmm. with an analytics product, that's good for you know a lot of indie hackers. It can get some traction there, but learning a niche programming language just is not going to resonate with more than a, a small handful of people there. Yeah, uh, Stack Overflow. I've I haven't done anything with I, GitHub and Stack Overflow. I've I've thought about like could this be a community marketing channel for a for a screencasting site yeah, or not. I worked out how to, yeah. Um, what about, um, uh, I was going to say, uh, Facebook groups? I have looked at that like a year and a half ago. I'm not really on Facebook much anymore, though. So 
Okay. I, I would have to see like a lot of potential to go for that. So what about these experiments? Well, um, so I have a few that I'm working on and um, I'm notifications are definitely happening. I've like already laid out the schemas for how I'll set it up. And I to put push notifications through the web. Uh, well, not push, but basically just just like that bell you see on indie hackers. Just so when someone comes to the site, they can, you know, they they could see there's 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 something waiting for them, and they can click Got on it, it and okay. see like, oh, yeah. there are two articles new since you've been here last time. Um, I see. Yeah, and those could also they could also be sent out as transactional emails if people. You know, don't opt out of it, or if they if they want that kind of notification. Mm -hmm. Same thing for uh, comments. Like now that I'm doing my own native commenting instead of Discus, if someone replies to a comment or or comments in a thread that you've commented on, that would be a good reason to email. And I could see that increasing engagement and helping SEO. Did that commenting come through the stuff that we're doing with the podcast website? No, no. Uh, Are you going to do it anyway? I just I just already did. Um, in okay, in okay. fact, like that that strangely that that was the uh, most popular thing I've tweeted in a while. Hmm. Is uh, I was like, discus is gone. I've got native comments. Enjoy the the fewer ad trackers and faster page loads and right, got like yeah. uh, four retweets or something. Yeah, four retweets, bunch of likes. <laughs> so okay, yeah. Um, so that's hopefully going to move the needle. I don't know. Um, even less likely I've kind of thought about redesigning things, uh, external experiments. This podcast we're doing right now is kind of one, not mm-hmm. for alchemist camp specifically, but it should help in terms of, uh, um, just audience the brand feedback, of, the brand of Mark Wilbur yeah. and also the analytics tool potentially, uh, might, yes. might, and, and maybe, people. maybe, uh, more people hear about nugget. In fact, maybe let me let me share let me share my last broadcast with you on ConvertKit. I uh, just sent this big update. Like here are all these lessons I've done. Look at the top link clicked. Nugget. Twenty people were like, "Oh, I want to I want to see what this Nugget thing is." But wait, wait a minute. Where? It's, what what does the email say? Oh well, it's uh, it mentions uh, this podcast. It mentions a bunch of different things. That's cool. Um, how do I? Oh, here we go. Wait, Contact. so 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 Nugget and then texting live at the top two clicked links. Uh, yes. Well, I, I how said. How is text? I mentioned this podcast, <laughs> and I, I said I recorded one episode with you, and uh, you were from my favorite podcast of last year. We're going to be talking about Alchemist Camp and its projects, and also your platform Nugget, which we talked about all last episode. I feel bad now because I, if you look at those stats, that was the your email that you sent out, and and I have benefited the most from you sending that out. Are you serious? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Look, click, click back. Look, that's that's that. I feel I feel oh, um, embarrassed. I feel embarrassed. So I, click show engagement overview. Yeah, I definitely feel embarrassed that the top two click links are uh, Nugget and Texting Live. Well, all um, all the rest are mine though. It's yeah, that's true. You, you've done pretty well. Um, I, I think out of the it was rest curiosity. Of okay, that's good. Yeah, that's good. That's good. So, that's good. yeah, just just throwing that out there. Um, nice. Yeah, work, work in public. That's what Nathan Perry said, right? Like, great every public. day. So, open. Teach everything. Okay, you know. so so that's just like um, 
that's just increasing lock surface area, really. Yeah. We've, we yeah. already spoke about that mental model lock surface area. So that's what this podcast is about for both of us. Then open source. Yeah. So I've written uh, most of a, a wrapper for ConvertKit's API and Elixir. And right now there isn't one. And I'm like, I have no idea. Like if I open source that, does that, uh, does that move the needle for anything? I don't know. I mean, or will I just, you know, get buried in support requests for people doing things with ConvertKit that I'm not like, uh huh. I could see it going either way. Yeah. So maybe, I mean, if we think about, you know, hyper iterating, doing small tests, you know, that's, that might be a larger test, maybe too big. Mm. It might have too much, too many ramifications, but plus also you're doing so much other stuff. Yeah. Um, you need to be sort of selective about what you're doing. Meetups, how can they move the needle here? Well, I'm not in the right city for it, which is why I haven't really done it. But I know a lot of people with uh, programming channels have gone to lots of meetups and, you know, helped done either like a, a beginner's workshop or taught something or mentioned something they're working on. And uh, it's it's definitely not like the fast way to grow. But, you know, if people know you and have learned something from you and trust you, you know, know, like and trust, then they may be more likely to become a customer. Mm-hmm. And at the point where Alchemist Camp is now, I have about a hundred customers. I believe mm, that's good. 101. But it wouldn't, I mean, like say I were living in San Francisco last year and I had gone to a meetup every single week, like different meetups each time, like that may have been like a hundred customers just from doing that. hundred customers. How often do you get on the phone and talk to any of those? Uh, I've done that a number of times with one who I've gotten to know fairly well, and then just a uh, uh, handful of other times total. Hmm. I wonder if there's any um, any benefit in like getting to know a few more of those people, maybe getting them invested in your mission, you know? So that's one of the things that, one of the things that I talk about in Nugget is the idea of a seed group and, and sort of creating um, customers who are also sort of part of your journey and who who kind of just by wanting to because you're serving them well and you're helping them and you're giving them a great product and they, they become friends with you and they get to know you, they get to like you, then they might also share some, some of their thought space about how can Alchemist Camp be better? How can we promote it? And they feed that back to you because that, that's exactly what happened with me with, with a couple of products. And, you know, you get these sort of super customers and um, it's great to nurture that group because they can kind of you know, that's another way that you can be helped. Yeah. I, I'm not in the, like in a location where it's easy to do that, but I think. Oh, I've, I haven't done any of that in real world. It's all on Slack, uh, Skype. It's all completely virtual. Okay. I, I was thinking like microcom for something like that. No, no, okay. I'm hundred I'm t- I'm percent talking okay. about like you get on the phone with them. You were, you were in a Slack with them. You email them. Like they're just a customer who's sort of a more involved customer. So that just gave me an idea, actually, um, of just building chat into the site. And in fact, I was already planning on doing that for our podcast site. Not oh, nice. Not like uh, um, so, like an instant chat. Yeah, like like basically like a. I, I was thinking like a little widget, not like Olark, but just like a little widget that's like Justin's online or Mark's online, and it would just be when we happen to be at the site and logged in and and like you know, have interacted with it in the last 10 seconds or something. 
then someone could, uh, you know, click and say hello or, or something like that. Well, that would be really good, especially if you did that little, the OLARC thing of just saying, hi, it's Mark here. You know, I'd, I'd love to talk with you about your experience um, on, on the site. You know, and that's just sort of auto pops that up and it starts those conversations and you start talking to those people because they, people really do like, um, you know, if, if you communicate with them well, they will be, they'll want to be part of your journey. I mean, that's, it, in a way it sounds almost cynical, but I found it to just not be cynical. It's just good to have a group of people who want to see you succeed, oh, for you sure. know, who, who sort of want to help. Um, yeah. So you, you would do that like, uh like an automated one where it's like pre-recorded with a, a welcome message or just if you're online, it shows that you are and then they can chat. I think if you're online, I mean, especially in your case, I don't think you, you need to go to the level of like scheduling calendar meetings with them. Yeah. You know, I think you can keep it more organic than that. I do think that you should do it so that when you're online and if other people are online, they can start talking to you. But honestly, what I really think is you should start something like a Slack group that's not even on Alchemist Camp. It's something separate. And you you just drive people into that group. And it could be Slack. Maybe maybe if you don't like Slack, it could be some other thing like that. Discord. It, it could be Discord. It, I mean, it could be... I mean, look, it could be a room on... Um, what's what's the name of that? It could be a room on IRC. It could be a ha- you know, hash channel. Well, I'm just saying, like, find well, a way of driving people in there and making it so that it's your little, your little place. Why, to to why not have it on the site, then? Well, one reason to not have it on the site is that they have to be on the site. You can't just talk to them all the time. So obviously, talk about surface area of your reach to them. So with Slack, you know, I've found that to be extremely useful because a lot of people, they'll, they'll it'll just on be on their, their phone. They're already on it. They're, when they're on their web browser, it's there, you know. So then you've got this sort of connected community of people. You have a general channel where they can talk to each other and help each other out. And then they'll be asking questions that you'll be able to pick up on as well. And you'll be able to go, oh, I need to you know, do videos about this. I need to do that. Yeah. Um, so it sounds like Slack or Discord or maybe WhatsApp would make sense. Yeah. I mean, I favor Slack just because everyone's already on it and it's super easy and it's it's free for what you need. You know, it's been, mm-hmm. super, you know, it's been very effective with Nugget. Um, it's just It's just a really easy way to keep to create like a live hub of people and talk to them and interact with them and build relationships with them. Yeah. I actually, yeah. Even for me, like going through a fair amount later than everyone else in my batch, uh, I talk about nugget right now. Yeah. Yeah. I can still see like what the previous people have mentioned. And occasionally if I post something like some of them will see it. So Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, it's definitely a plus. I, I guess the only thing that bugs me about Slack is that it disappears. Like if, if uh if it stayed like if the the archive stayed up then i think well, there's, it would, it would there's be an alternative that there, there is an alternative so you could just use that i can't remember what the alternative is off the top of my head but just uh use that from the get-go and they have apps they have you know they're on all the all the mobile phones and i mean developers wouldn't i, I find developers are much easier to convince to install a new alternative like that um than than grandma's I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I think that's one one thing that we don't we don't have on this list. It's just like building my seed group, <laughs> building my fan base, my my product user fan base. I don't know what. All right. All right. It's added. It's added. Nice. Um, nice. 
And what am I going to do next? I actually, I think I'm just going <laughs> to focus on finishing up that site and making the content. And then um, maybe after that emails, number two. Wait, so, so the site being the podcast site? The podcast site. But the thing yeah. is, the podcast site is a series of tutorials on LiveView. <laughs> and that's actually doing pretty well. So, Oh, great. Well, it's, it's like so, this hot so, new technology people want. So, so look, and that, that's had an, uh, enough views that we probably might get 10 podcast listeners from that. I think, I mean, honestly, I, I'm, I think as soon as this is published and people can get the podcast, there'll be no problem getting least like 100 listeners and 200 watchers. Okay. Exciting. Yes. Well, I mean, I, yeah, that's, that's awesome. Um, okay, well, I, we, I don't have a huge amount of time, but I'll, I'll just give like a quick overview of where I'm at. Yeah, yeah. I'll, do, I'll just take over the screen now. Um, we were talking about mental models. I want to add a new one on. Nice. Yeah, so we, we, we spoke about these mental models quite a lot during the last, last call. Um, we didn't get into the strategy. I'm not 100% sure about the strategy. I do have some ideas um, that I'm going to talk through with you. But the one mental model that, that you brought up that I really liked, and I don't know where it, where it fits into this, but I'm just going to mention it here. Uh, progressive rendering is the is the mental model. And um, wait a second, let's just have a look at what that means. Progressive rendering. Let's look at images here. Like so, here we go. So this is a great example of it. Okay, so it's it's a great mental model. Like so, um, what we were talking about was the Nugget course right now is in the detail level the whole way through. So I go into great detail and explain things step by step. And your one feedback, well, not your one feedback, but you, the feedback that I thought was really, really good about the Nugget course was perhaps you should do this progressive rendering concept. So basically show the broad strokes, then get a bit deeper, then get a bit deeper and bring more definition, you know? But um, the more that I've thought about that as, as a mental model, it's, it applies to everything, really. I mean, that's how you should write software, you know? That's how right. you should build a business. Get all the pieces you know? up, like a scaffold, yeah, you, and then build. Yeah, scaffold, then build. Yeah, so I really like it as, a, as an overall way of thinking about things. As opposed to like drawing the perfect eyebrow and then moving on to the next thing. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, so um, I don't know where it, where it fits here. I guess, I guess product. So it goes into product solution, progressive rendering. Let's see. Is this online anywhere? What this mind map? Yeah. Uh, no, it's just a local. Uh, mind node is like local Mac software. I think we should put this on uh, on the show notes too. We should probably yeah we should probably should do that. So, um, I'll I haven't looked at this strategy thing for um, a few weeks. All right. Well, I'm just thinking about marketing surface area. Did we talk about this last time? Uh, you talked area? about yeah number of surface areas. Did I, did I specifically go into the marketing surface area, what I was thinking about doing for the next year, 2020? No, you didn't. It was just the concept, I believe. Okay. Yeah. All right. So for me, myself, I'm thinking about this marketing surface area that, that is essentially lock surface area as well, that can help all of the different things that you do. Um, so one thing that I wanted to do was to um, rework my blog. So it's really it's really outdated. And I think that, I, I think that should probably be my main main way that people come into the the world of Justin Vincent, you know, is through that blog. Right now it's a bit higgledy-piggledy, you know, people are coming in through different ways, but there isn't 
and my blog is just so it's just like what <laughs> i remember like, that, that bold statement at the it's top. just like what <laughs> and like the, the last thing i mean i didn't i didn't write i mean that was written like at least let's see how many years ago two years ago two versions three ago. three years ago <laughs> <laughs> so it's just it's just i just i don't even like the the look of it i th- just think it should be just a more simple text blog and i think it should have more value and just bring back more of the standard type blog concept it didn't so look especially dated to me but i i can see what you're saying now uh well i'd for- i'd forgotten that i'd i'd just as a as a hack just plugged in this <laughs> plugged in this template with these images which is which wasn't very sensible that's because i did it for the nugget blog and it did make sense on the nugget blog i'll just show you you'll see you'll see now um, yeah. so basically I felt it, it does make sense here because it's sort of a very markety kind of mm-hmm. know, concept. Um, and I just basically just copied that same, uh, brand idea onto, onto my own website, but it just doesn't work as well. Anyway. So, so that's one thing is to, is to make the blog better, um, to redirect the nugget blog to that blog. Um, and by blog, I don't even know, I, I sort of think I might need to build this thing from the ground up. Um, just really quickly, like, like an HTML type thing, mm-hmm. just so that I can get it exactly the way that I want it and get, you know, some email pop-ups in exactly the right time and all that type of stuff. Uh, so the reactor podcast is another thing to just sort of grow, um, my own Lux surface area and also, but not just that also to just work with you. What I really like about working with you is you've read so much and you've seen so much that other people have written. So it's great talking to you because you'll you'll always sort of throw back oh yeah that's like uh, you know this thing i read here it's just nice to have that um so youtube this was an idea i had for nugget was to basically gradually take some of the content there and put it on youtube and sort of do sort of what you've done a little bit i think youtube is a pretty amazing growth channel especially if it's something more businessy like nugget as opposed to deeply technical yeah like there's so many crazy niches that that have way more people following them than you think they should. My favorite is that wo- that woman who builds who builds useless machines, and she, I think okay, she I even I think one. she's the one. <laughs> she builds she builds like so she she's essentially learnt tech, um, learnt to be an engineer through building useless machines. Like she built uh, like a robot that fed her cereal. So, but and it was terrible. It's always really, really bad at the job. So, like you know, the arm sort of picks up the packet of uh, you know Cheerios and, and pulls it out into a bowl. So the whole packet goes into the bowl, and then it picks up a spoon and like milk goes all over her Just face. Makes us stuff. feel better after all those Boston Dynamics videos, <laughs> right? Oh, that's the goals. Why is that there? So, um, yeah, I'm not so organized this week. Um, but what I wanted to tell you is, I have a different product idea. Um, that I think might tie all the stuff that I'm working on together. Um, so I showed you Speak, right? Yeah. I don't know. Did I mention it last week? I don't believe you did, but you've mentioned it on your other podcast. So. Okay. Yeah. So Speak uh, is basically a, th- uh, a product that I'm working on. And what that product does is it lets you record um, interactive demos on your site. So rather than using a video, it actually just records the way that you move your mouse over your site, over the elements, and lets you record audio, um, and then just sort of plays it back directly on your site. So it, it's it's disintermediating the video, the concept of video. So you don't have like a video uh, on the page at all. It's just like JavaScript uh, manipulating the website and playing it back. 
so that's that's interesting but um i've done let me see you might need to, to blank out some people's email addresses here okay um let me just log in one second i had about 50 people sign up um to speak for beta trials and um from publishing it to be- the betalist.com website this is the, the number of people who who visited that's so it actually brought people wow Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, beatlist.com is great for the right products. Yeah. Okay. Alchemist Camp went on there and was not not a Yeah, big it's hit. not the right pro- no, it's not the right product. So it's 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 if if you are can somehow work with a consumer facing or every, everyone who builds a website or a blog type thing, then it can drive a lot of traffic. Yeah. So um this is actually speak tracking these statistics by the way. So mm. when someone come when someone comes to the comes to the speak homepage, it tracks it. And so this is my the public home speak recording. So um, the presentation that I just showed you on that page, this presentation is what they see. So can people actually sign up for it now? Uh, no, people can't sign up. They, they can just, so at the bottom of that page, it's basically, they can just get on the, the, beta, the beta list. But I've already spoken to enough people to know that speak is kind of a tricky product. It's not something that is going to be like like your stats product your stats product is it's proven it makes sense you're you're creating a simplified stats product and people can plug it into their website and they can instantly get value from it speak is a more nuanced product and because it's a completely new technology i don't even understand how it truly helps people <laughs> you know i i know that it's a great new technology it's almost like a technology that's looking for a problem rather than a solution for a problem so i need to learn more about i need to learn more about it it's just not ready for prime time yet is anybody That's what I've learned. Is anybody using it for like uh, product tutorials like like here's how to use our product? No one is using it for product tutorials. I, I like I said I had about 50 people sign up to the beta list and I spoke to a lot of them. And quite promising people that I spoke to really wanted to use it to do fully interactive tutorials and the technology is not ready for that because it doesn't at the moment it just records you moving around and scrolling around, but it doesn't record you for example clicking on a drop down and then navigating to another page. Oh. It, it is useful, but I don't fully know how it's useful in all, in all the different use cases. So I sort of need to explore it more. Um, what would be great would be if I could build a product and then you speak on that product to demo that product, and that product was just a more regular product, and then that would really help me understand how to use Speak. So I've got Nugget, and I can use it on Nugget, and I've got another product idea, and I'm going to use it on that. And so that's how I'm going to tie everything together, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think that's that's like guaranteed to make you make a better product if you're using it yourself and hitting all the <laughs> rough edges. Right. Yeah. Um, so the so what I'm going to tackle for the other for the other product, this is not guaranteed, but it's what I'm thinking about. Is um, I've just been looking at everything that I do and looking at all, like all the, the different places where I might need to scratch my own itch, and that's this is one of the the idea generation methods mentioned in Nugget. Um, there's there's a weakness in my productivity tracking, like a, like a like a not exactly project management, but it's more about what I'm specifically doing during any given working session or any given day. So basically, I use the famous a big ass text file method, where I just list all the things that I'm doing in a text file. Me too. <laughs> and I <laughs> and I'm finding that that is. That is suboptimal. What I would really like is something where I can just put in like all the stuff that I need to do, stuff that I'm working on, and it, it cleverly sort of helps me rank it and helps me do the more valuable things first. 
and I can sort of quantify and track the value that I'm bringing to my life by doing this. So I'm going to I'm thinking of building a tool uh, like that. Um, the brand name I've got is called Taskflow, hmm. and um, I've got some preliminary uh, concept ideas for that. Oh. Um, let me just uh, show you that. This is a mock-up tool here. Um, there's there's competing theories about what you should work on, right? Like, should you work on just one thing that is the most important thing that's going to like change your life, or should you clean out the kitchen cupboard? You know, like that. You, you we, we have lots of things to do. How do you, right? how do you weigh those two? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but but I mean, if you if you only just work, I mean, if you only just work on the most important goal shifting thing, then your apartment turns to like a pile of rubbish and you never do the cleaning, the washing up and, you know, like life. You just close the kitchen cupboard. (laughs) It's like, like, you know, so somehow I want, want something that can help me manage, you know, very important tasks, very minor tasks and in-betweens. And so what I, what I have is this idea of a, of like a, a tool where you can, um, when you add a task, you can kind of ra- you can kind of rank it a little bit, so you can sort of say, okay, this this is very high value from a from a life goal point of view. This is kind of monta- mundane, you know. This is something that I need to be in a coding frame of mind to do, kind of thing. So you add, you add, you can add a hundred tasks into here, and then you can use this left hand nav to sort of browse your tasks by strategy. So you can kind of go just one thing. So it surfaces the ones that are really, you know, have really major life impact. You can go structure yeah. procrastination. So that brings up something where this, it's going to bring up two tasks. Number one, the most painful, and number two, slightly less painful, because that's what structure procrastination is. You will do the second task on that list because you really don't want to do the first task. You know, <laughs> number three, uh, like frame of mind here. So this is going to bring up. So let's say, for example, you know. At 10, at 10 a.m. every day, that's perfect coding time for me. So here I'm going to bring stuff up and it's going to bring stuff that requires concentration, you know? And so I pick those tasks and then, I, then it's going to put them into the, the my sites queue. So here I've got stuff that this is what I'm going to be working on today. And then right now is what I'm working on and it's going to be super simplified. And um, what I do want is a text editor right there. I always want a text editor so that I can put notes in it. And then over time, I want to be able to go in and look at stats and say, this week, I accomplished this much on a life important task. I accomplished this much on this, and 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 this is how much of an impact I'm having these different areas. I'm I'm kind of gobsmacked. I mean, you, you're uh, you're doing a lot of stuff, right? Like you've got a you've got a fairly little kid, and a full time CTO job, and you're doing Nugget and Speak, and now you're doing like a side 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 thing to become even more productive so i'm kind of like no 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 well it's not quite like that because because if we go back to the if we go back to the mental models here okay basically think think small so and and the goals you know the goals that i that i spoke about last time so creating some revenue Mm -hmm. so i'm i'm weighing up like what's the best way to create some kind of i'd i'd said 250k from a side project but then i said no actually really i just just 50 is fine um, but, uh, what is the best way to create something that creates some kind of flywheel revenue? Well, obviously there's issues with nugget. There's got a problem. Um, because if you look at the, if you look at the nugget revenue, um, so if we look at the all time, like basically 
this is every time the course is released, and it, it, this is this is um, not recurring revenue. How, where does, where's the monthly recurring revenue shown? Uh, that's on the billing tab. Check this out. Monthly recurring revenue is three hundred seventy-two bucks. How does because that, how does that work? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because <laughs> because the reason is is because that's that's leftover recurring revenue from when it used to be. Um, it used to sell SaaS ideas, and those and people are paying like twenty bucks to have access to the the premium ideas of Nugget. But oh, the now the okay. only now the only thing that I actually sell now is the course and bringing in batches, and so this volume is from you know like Black Friday type concepts. So every every time someone you know pays two thousand or whatever to to be in it, and maybe. Um, you know, that's either they're paying it up front or they're, they're dripping it out, but most of those are paid off at this stage. <laughs> so so th- this is not a great way to create flywheel and, revenue. And, and you need them to all go through at the same time, right? Like you couldn't really do yeah. a, an evergreen email sequence. I, I think I c- that's something that needs to be discussed and that, that sort of what we're thinking about in these sessions. You know, I think that is possible, but <clears throat> I'm not sure that it's the right way to sell courses because... I think the way that courses sell really well is through time-limited events, you know, collecting people up in a list, having them in a waiting list and saying that you're opening the doors. I think that is, uh, you know, to sell high, high-priced courses, that is probably the best way. You get Twitter um, buzz. Yeah, I think, I think maybe. But the point is, is that Nugget is not great for my flywheel revenue for my personal goals, right? Speak is a great product, but it's not it's 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 beginning to be a product that needs more research, but it's not great for my flywheel revenue goals. So what I've been thinking about is: is there anything that's more like a no-brainer, low price point kind of type of product that I can bring value to the world that's in a very big market that could actually somehow tie everything together and be useful mm. and and basically be that flywheel product? So what I'm thinking about for this is. A, it's it's a test, it's a Nugget test case because basically I'm just following Nugget by building this. Like the reason why I pick this is because of the the way that Nugget tells you to pick ideas. You know, I've, I've sort of gone through the gone that through process. That. Yeah, gone through that process, and this is the idea that that it comes up with. So it helps. It's it's sort of um, a Nugget test case, but then also I can use Speak in this product to demo it, so people can see Speak in action actually onboarding people onto a product. And then that's a validated, at least for me, seeing how Speak works and helps people use it. So then, and that also, by the way, coincidentally, makes it easier for me to onboard people to this product because Speak is really good to onboard people to a product. Yeah, so I, it's, it's synergy, I get it, yeah. Yeah, so that's what I'm thinking about. And then also, I do have this genuine problem of just this big ass text file and I find it, a very suboptimal way to work. And I want to be able to just go in and just have a much better way of working in the moment, just me working in the moment. This is not to compete with um, Trello. This is not to compete with Jira. This is not a time tracking tracking tool. It's basically to compete with the big ass text file. That's literally what this is to compete with. That one, yeah, that's interesting. It's such a broad B2C market. It's oh yeah, it's I mean, be I, well, interesting to so, see so, how so you hit, go about this. Hit, well, well, here's the thing. I, the market's ginormous. Um, the revenue that I need, uh, you know, for a flywheel is not a lot. I mean, I'm not looking to become a, a billionaire through this or something like that. I mean, if this makes five thousand a month, that's perfectly fine. And 
I don't need, even at uh, $5 a month price points, I don't need a ridiculous amount of customers. I mean, okay, I guess I need a thousand customers to make 5,000 a month, right? Yeah. At five bucks, yeah. you know? Um, and I don't need it to, to, to scale up to that level really quickly because it's synergistic. It helps me as a test case for Nugget and it helps me with speak. So is this going to be a web app or a mobile app or? Web. Web, web app, yeah. If I do it, I'm still I'm still thinking it through. That's part of the reason why I'm presenting it to you yeah, right it's, now. Yeah, it's interesting. To sort of see. It, to me, it looks really hard to sell, <laughs> but it's also super hard to predict because like Workflowy was, you know, just kind of like stagnant forever and then blew up. Well, it's going to be very much about um, consumer content. Like I'm strong at content marketing, yeah. you know, uh, so it's going to be very content marketing consumer oriented, which I was very strong with, with Plugier. So it's going to be kind of similar to that. And, you know, the market is is billions of people kind of thing. I, I just need to find just the right few, just scrape off a few. I mean, even the market's so huge. The idea of me getting 100 people paying for this is not it seems it's not yeah it seems like this one you'll need like uh or not need but it'd be ideal if you could get some sort of some sort of cult thing going like you know like mm-hmm. crossfit enthusiasts or like carnivore diet people or just like some some sort of like group of people where they have like some overarching belief system that this fits into it's like well, this I is how i'm gonna like organize because i'm i'm this kind of i'm a task floor well, it's the it's the sw- it, yes i think you're exactly right i think it needs to be content driven i think that it needs to have things like guest blog posts from from see each each one of these is a strategy and i think that so one of the things i was thinking of doing is um let me try and find a good way of uh, sharing this one one sec so i had this idea of um when you add a task to make it super easy and this is a terrible version of the ui but I know I could make a really subtle version of the UI where it didn't seem overwhelming. And just sort of as, as you moved your mouse around, it'd be really quick. So you add a task. So you just add just, you know, this is my task. And then you just, you know, go pop, pop, click a few different things. Like this has a massive life impact. This has, you know, a small pain level or high pain level. So you can just choose three of these things, maybe pop, 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 and then click go. And then it adds it to the stack. And so as you select these things, and this might be a scrolling list, this might be a list that you can add custom custom things to. As you select these things, they come up to the top, and maybe even you sort of have another little bunch of radios here that's like regular coding task, and it automatically selects these. So it makes it super fast for you to add these things. So what that will enable you to do is like after a week, you'll be able to, I'm, imagine, I'm envisioning a chart with concentric circles, you know, okay. where you can look at this chart and it will basically say, you know, the last week, life impact, you know, the last week, pain, you know, pain. So this is, so you can sort of just quantify, you can self-quantify what you've done during the last week and the last month. It's like pain that the task gets rid of or that it causes. Well, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, you, you, you can set it, you can set that up. So okay. it, it, it's different quantification metrics. So then, so that's one side of it. And then for the power players, I'm thinking that these, these strategies you could even just go ahead and write it, write your own algorithm, how to how to pull them out there, you know. So these are sort of suggested strategies. You know, this is a just one thing strategy where it's gonna where it's gonna order things by, you know, life impact, you know, health impact. But maybe maybe you're a an eco warrior, right? And you want you want to organize things by how much impact it's having to the environment, you know, how much uh, impact it's having to the local environment. 
And so that when you're just working on your tasks, you can help yourself sort of sort through things in that way. So it's it's not really a, a it's not a one size fits all type of thing. It's like a it's like an all sizes fits all types of type of thing. Yeah, that makes it's sense. like a it's like a more sophisticated prioritization <laughs> setup that a computer helps you with. Exactly, but prioritization and um, analytics, you know, self quantification. Yeah, I, don't, I mean, I have to see more. <laughs> yeah, okay. It's just, it's just the, it's just the beginning genesis of it. Yeah, you know, cool. Well, I definitely, yeah, so. I definitely like the synergy between all those things. Yeah, it uh, reminds me uh, what uh, one of your old podcast guests, uh, James Altucher, said. Like, uh, if you do two or three things, it's horrible. You should either like really focus on one thing, or do twelve things. <laughs> that all help each other. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. It is super Sorry late that, over here. So maybe yeah, we should. Uh, Jack was just um, talking to me right there. So you probably have to just edit that last little bit too. Yeah, no problem. Um, yeah. Uh, well, thanks. Thanks so much for, for talking through. And so I think that, you know, that might be my main thing that I do. Mm-hmm. And then by doing it, I'm doing Nugget. And I'll sort of just talk about Nugget when I talk about some decisions about that. And so this fits all of my criteria. It's a tiny little snowball. It's something that I can do on my own. I don't need other people. It's something that helps me. It's something that helps all of the other businesses that I'm working on. Uh, and it's, it's easy to test. So that's, so, that's sort of why. So this will be like your guinea pig project. Yeah, pretty much. If I, if I do, do, yeah. do it, I still need to fully think it through, but I th- I'm feeling pretty strong about it right now. Cool. Yeah. All right. Any, uh, all right. any last thoughts or goals for uh, before next week uh goals um i have a big release for the day job on february 20th it's the Feb- february the 5th right now so i pretty much can't do anything apart from just talk to you and maybe do the odd mock-up for this so maybe i'll just try and for next week have a couple more mock-ups of this um to give because you said you need to see more so i'll try and Help it's you not, see more. It's not urgent, but I, I need to see yeah. more to understand it. Yeah, I'll try and help you see more. That's 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 my goal for next week. Cool. I'll try and help Mark see more. Sounds good. Uh, I like seeing more. <laughs> yeah. And how about you? What's uh, what's your gonna gonna try to get out and exercise at least three times? Probably probably just go jogging. Yeah. And get the reactor site done. Not not all screencasted. But okay. at least, and and actually not totally done, done, but just uh, at least enough that it's deployed and you know it's it's functional, and we can put the podcasts on it since we've got two now. Yeah. Okay. That's awesome. Well, if you if it can be that far, I mean, if you can do that by next week, that's amazing. I'll be I'll be impressed. Well, that's the plan. All right. I'm going to uh, stop sharing. And I'm going to stop recording. All right. See you next week.